What's happening, everyone? Kira and Ben back again, and we're going to round out this holiday season with Christmas with the Cranks. Um, now, Ben, you had suggested this film, so tell me, tell me a little bit about your history with it. So uh, I really like Tim Allen, and I actually like love um, the movie. I thought it was really funny. It's really down-to-earth, very homey. I thought it was really good, well done. Um, the script was funny. Cheech Marion's in it. you got to love anything with Cheech Marion, so it was, it was good. Yeah, and um, it's based off of a book called Skipping Christmas, um, but they changed the name to Christmas with the Cranks for the film. And I think it's so funny because the amount of times that they use Skipping Christmas, like Tim Allen, I think, says it maybe like 10 times. And the movie's like an hour and a half. (laughs) And I was like, we get it. You're skipping Christmas. But it's very funny. Um, it has a huge, huge cast, uh, as Ben was saying, Tim Allen, Cheech Marin, but also Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd. And I was like, I'd, I had seen this movie before in the past, and I had kind of not revisited it in a while. So I was really excited to see all those names again. And like you said, it's very cute. It's very homey. Um, and I think it's a good way to end the holiday season because it kind of talks about what we were talking a little bit about um, in our previous episodes, talking about like the Grinch and like, what does Christmas mean to you? What is the holiday spirit? What's all this? And I think this movie kind of wraps it up in a way that's really nice. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things also is um, it shows like the growth of a, of a child and how they grow out of Christmas. At least we believe they grew out of Christmas to be with the family. And then, you know, the family still wanted to hold on to it. But then the family's like, well, you know what? She's not going to be here. Let's not hold on to it. But then all of a sudden they have to hold on to it again. And I always find it so funny when Jamie Lee Curtis plays like a helpless kind of character because I'm like, babe, you fought Mike Myers like you were not helpless. Like you stood up against Arnold Schwarzenegger like you are not helpless. Like there's and we'll get into it as we talk about the movie. But there is a very funny scene where like she's being like and I'm using air quotes tormented by the neighborhood kids because they're trying to like free frosty and she's like in her house like cowering like so afraid and i was like queen like we survived way worse than this right she was in prom night for god's sakes i mean i mean you're on a train you weren't going anywhere no one could help you you were great (laughs) all right so let's get into the story so it follows our main couple uh jamie lee curtis and tim allen and um it starts right around uh thanksgiving and they are upset because their only daughter, who is now, I would assume, 23. They can't, They say 23 once. So I'm like, okay, she's 23. We know she's out of college. Um, and she's leaving to go to the Peace Corps um, because as, as one does. And so Tim Allen is all upset during a, one very rainy night after they drop her off at the airport. And he is kind of down and he sees an ad for a Caribbean cruise. And he gets this idea that n- no Christmas this year but a cruise, <laughs> which is like, it's totally fine. But like Jamie Lee Curtis's thing is Christmas. This town's whole thing is Christmas and kind of similar to Candy Cane Lane, where we have this v- one neighborhood that is very strict about holiday decorations, which I thought was I- interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like they're like basically fanatics about Christmas decorations. I was like, good God, man, leave these people alone. They don't want to celebrate Christmas. Leave them alone. Stop harassing them. Stop sitting out in front of their house screaming, scream free Frosty. Stop calling them on the phone, you freaking psychos. They were like, it was, it's really crazy to like see like, oh, well, Christmas is for everybody. And like, you kind of see this, like what we were talking about in the Grinch as well. Like everyone just kind of is like all about Christmas. And it's like, okay, not everyone. It's like very in one way reductive because first of all not everyone celebrates christmas 
And we see this in one moment with the carolers. So uh, let's get into the story and then we'll kind of break it down like we do. Um, of course, spoilies, but this movie has also been out since 2004. So like if you haven't seen it, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So they're not, so they've decided to skip Christmas and now Tim Allen is convinced that skipping Christmas means doing everything. He writes this insane letter to his office like everyone cares that he's not celebrating Christmas. He's like, I'm not doing gifts. I'm not having a Christmas party. I'm not going to the Christmas party. There will be no decorations. He's really kind of just like rejecting Christmas. And I think and like the movie kind of implies he's rejecting Christmas because his daughter's not going to be there right so he's like kind of sad and like alone and like but what he does and what he doesn't understand and what he misses is that christmas brings everyone together and this is like part of the story but he's rejecting christmas everyone is going up in arms jamie lee curtis now has to start rejecting christmas in ways that she doesn't want to like she still wants to buy the christmas tree to support the boy scouts and they don't support the cops and their calendar and she doesn't buy the Christmas cards and she's not buying the hams and she's not she's not doing all the things that she used to do. But they spend so much money on Christmas that by spending three grand on this cruise, they'd actually be saving money. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where he actually says, look, we, we, by not doing what we normally do, we'll save six thousand dollars. And her eyes pop out and she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, we'll save six thousand dollars. We could go on the cruise and have money left over. And she's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, I'd like to do that. And I think it's interesting because they touch on this briefly. Right. And then they never bring it up again. And it's like you could have made a really great point about like the capitalism of the holiday and how it's turned. And like if you believe like or kind of like you're trying to find good in Tim Allen right now. It kind of feels like, okay, look, you can reject the commercialism of Christmas and you can reject the mass amounts of money and you can reject all these things and still celebrate like the family. But what he's doing is just rejecting all of it. And it doesn't really come back around to talk about this, which is so interesting that they bring it up as like such a big point. Yeah, at one point, Jamie Lee Curtis actually says to him, you know, it's not about the money or anything like that. It's about you. It's about you wanting what you want, and it, that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter what anybody else wants anymore as long as you get your vacation. And and he kind of, and I think he thinks about that, but I don't think he knows why he wants the vacation because we see him, like, doing the tanning and getting the Botox and, like, fighting with all his friends or, like, his neighbors. And it's kind of like, and then you kind of even see him be like, and, and it's true, he does want to go on this cruise, but it's like, why does he want to go on the cruise? Because at the end, we see that he gives the cruise to the uh, grouchy old man neighbor across the street with the dying wife, which is, like, very sweet. Um, but it's like, okay, so do you see yourself in that couple? Like, do you not want to be alone and you want to be within this community or like do you or are you being selfish and it's never really resolved because he kind of just gives the gift and then is like this is what is for you guys i love my family right yeah i'd have to agree 100 percent. i think that he um definitely feels guilty at some point of like how he's been acting and he sees like this family that like the, the wife's gonna die the husband still loves her and wants to be with her and I think he just sees like like how his actions have like really affected everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I think his actions affect one person the most, who to me was one of the funniest characters in this movie, and that is the character of Dan Aykroyd, who's kind of like the self-appointed mayor of this street. He like controls all the decorations. Everyone looks to him. He actually has this very funny line read um, at the end of the film where they're trying to pull together Christmas because now Blair is coming home. And Dan Aykroyd goes, 
the sins of the father should not be the punishment for the daughter. And I was like, okay, you're literally talking about having a Christmas party. Like, you are so dramatic. It really sent me, it really took me out of the film a little bit, uh, but it's very funny. So all of this hilarity ensues. I mean, there's like this whole scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is in a bikini, hot. She looks amazing. And we're meant to feel like she looks bad. I hated that. I was like, okay, Jamie Lee Curtis, you're first of all, objectively beautiful. Your body is amazing. And we're just like having this whole scene of like self-doubt and like, down talk about like her in a bikini and I was like felt really unnecessary and then that goes into her being in a bikini in front of the church people which was just insane and then we see Tim Allen just like willy-nilly like in his speedo the movie made some very interesting choices yeah I thought like when for me it was like at the age a certain age they're supposed to feel inappropriate about looking sexy and I I didn't like that I was like wait a minute hold on that's not it's not cool because you can be sexy at any age and like especially like if you're trying to like relax and do something for yourself I don't know I felt like it was really unnecessary it felt very 2004 and I was like okay and we're looking at someone who's objectively gorgeous like it's Jamie Lee Curtis like I don't know but okay so then they go into all of this hilarity like they don't get the Christmas tree so now the Boy Scouts are mad at them and they don't get the calendar so the cops are mad at them and they don't get the cards and now Blair's coming home and the pressure's on we have less than 24 hours to get Christmas to save Christmas he's bribing neighbors to buy a tree when he can't get a tree from the Boy Scouts she's bargaining in the stores to get like a, a tin of ham the tinned ham really threw me for a loop so I actually grew up in a generation where Tim Han, uh, canned ham is actually something that you give as a present during the holidays. So I got it. I mean, but that generation's long gone, uh, says my gray hair. <laughs> and it's actually funny because Marty, this kind of anonymous character, kind of shows up and brings the ham, the one thing that they needed for this Christmas dinner. So I thought he was interesting. And we'll talk about the character of Marty um, at the end, kind of just like showed up and then kind of left. And I think it's interesting when movies that are so based in realism have moments like this that aren't based in realism. And it's like, okay, like, who is this for? Because this movie is marketed for adults. Like, are you trying to, I don't know. But we're going to get into that um, later. So back to the whole idea of skipping Christmas. I talked to my sisters a lot about this. And then, of course, we ended up not skipping Christmas, Um, but not even skipping Christmas. We still decorated. But we had this very big discussion about how we were actually not going to do gifts this year for everybody. Obviously, that is not true. We ended up buying gifts for everybody. Um, But it was very interesting because and when my sister brought it up she was feeling very like anti-capitalistic very much like oh um we should not be supporting the capitalism of the holidays but the like sentimentality of it and we should just like focus on being together as like a family and i think that's what jamie lee curtis's idea of christmas is the whole time she is very much as like christmas is community it's bringing people together and we do this we give to the church we give to all these different organizations because that's like the joy of it and then Tim Allen is looking at it as much more of like oh this is a pain this is a hassle and I thought that was very interesting because you see at the end when he's looking out the when he's looking through the window and he sees how everyone's come together how like how he's like oh this is what I want this is what it means yeah I think like in 
in his mind, like you take out the key factor of the Christmas, which is his daughter, and then it has no meaning to him. He's like, oh, well, she's not here. So why should I celebrate this? Because it has no meaning without her. Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting, too, that she like, okay, so let's talk about Blair and the story of Blair for a few minutes because her story is insane. And I get it's like drama because we have to bring her home. Right. We have to we have to skip and then save Christmas. So she leaves right around Thanksgiving um, to go to the Peace Corps. And then while she's there for six weeks, so it feels like she maybe went to Peru for two weeks, met someone that she ended up going to college with. And they were always friends. And now they're in love and engaged. Total setup. They were going down to the shack. Yeah, and I think Tim Allen does say that at one point, right? Didn't he? Isn't he like this is the guy you went to shack up with in Peru? Yeah, he totally catches it. He knows exactly what happened. And I just thought it was so funny. And so now she's like bringing him back for this like classic, traditional, what Christmas is. It's a big part. It's the New Year's Eve party or the Christmas Eve party, and it's the ham and it's the pie that she likes. And then like Jamie Lee Curtis forgets the pie, and like it's so funny because it's like. I don't know. It's like, did you care about Christmas if you just were like running away <laughs> to be with a guy? Yeah, I, I don't think Blair actually cared about Christmas. I think she just wanted to be with this guy and she, she wanted this was an opportunity for her to do it. So she took it. And, you know, that now she wants the, the parents to drop everything to do and have a Christmas for her. She's like, is it OK? No, it's not OK. You went to Peru. Well, but also like she didn't know. She like, how is she to assume? Like, I feel like. Parents have this whole life before kids, right? And then kids come and change their lives a little bit. But then kids leave and then they still have this, like, whole life. So, like, I don't think it's arrogant for her to assume that, like, they would stop doing Christmas. But I also feel like if they, like, uh, of course, you'll do anything to please your kids. Like, I'm saying this as a child and not, like, as a parent. But I just thought it was very funny how she wasn't like, oh, like, what are your plans? Like, are you doing anything different since I'm not there? She was just like, I'm coming home. Like, I can't wait to see the party. And, like, just, like. I think it's funny how we think that life just like will pick up and stop when we're not there. I don't know. I don't know. Blair was an interesting character to me. A little underdeveloped, but she wasn't really. She was just a catalyst for the film, not really a person. Yeah, she's quick in, quick out. I mean, she's, you know, you know, she's the daughter. You know, they love her with all their heart. And, you know, they can do anything they can to make her happy. But, you know, that's about the basis of Blair. And then when she calls and says, I'm coming home. Like everything gets disrupted, and that's the premise of the movie. Is like they she disrupted their plans to skip Christmas. Exactly, and then I think it's so funny. So to get to save Christmas, the whole town comes together, or at least the whole street comes together to throw together this beautiful Christmas party to decorate the house. There's a whole incident where he's like taking his friend's Christmas tree. He's enlisted the help of a child um, in the street who's actually Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. Do not know the actor's name, but it is Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. And he plays the same character. I literally was like, oh, it's Dewey. Don't even remember his name, but it's Dewey. Actually, I think his name was Spike, which I was like, it's the same name. And I thought he was really funny. The way that he just kind of inserted himself everywhere, like, especially when he's like on the comms with the police and they're like, what did we tell you about getting off these comms? It's like, what small town is this that some 10 year old kid can hack into police comms and everyone's chill about it? It was funny. I I thought he made the movie like, like some of the stuff he said and did was really hysterical. 
It was. And like, and then you kind of see how like the hopefulness of children when he gets played by the criminal that they arrest and then the guy starts like robbing the house and then Santa saves them. Okay. So now, <laughs> now we've come full circle and let's talk about the character of Marty. So Jamie Lee Curtis is stressed out trying to buy some stuff. And this strange man is talking to her and she's spilling all her woes to him about how she has to throw this party together and then kind of just like invites him to the party. Doesn't know who he is, doesn't know anything. And then he shows up and no one knows who he is, but he knows everybody. Everyone's, he says hi to everyone. He knows everyone by name. And it's kind of just like this unassuming man. It's bothering Tim Allen in this party. He goes, he knows everybody, but no one knows him. Like, what's going on? And as soon as this guy's like trying to break out with all this jewelry that he's robbed from the house, we see Marty again in a Santa costume, the same Santa costume that we had seen earlier from the man that was selling umbrellas to Tim Allen in the torrential rains. And he was just being a dick about it. Being like, no, I don't need an umbrella. He's just covered in water. And then he's like, oh, I told you you need an umbrella. And then he kind of makes some comments like, is he Santa? He brings the ham for Jamie Lee Curtis and the one thing she needed that couldn't she couldn't find anywhere. It's like and then he kind of makes a joke like, oh, Santa always works Christmas Eve. And then he drives away and his like little VW bug. So cute. And then the movie ends and we see that same VW bug being carried by eight reindeer. Yeah, it kind of gives the impression that he was Santa Claus all along and that like, he kind of set everything up for like this situation for this family. Exactly. So Tim Allen could like learn a lesson, right, about the meaning of Christmas. But at the same point, it's like it's this movie is so set in realism that to have this like magical element like Santa feels completely out of left field. Yeah, but it's basically one of those movies where you, you can't take it for like, you know, like to be like a serious movie. It was meant to be comical, like have have little like spins in it, you know. So what other spin could you have than actual Santa coming there? teaching you the lesson about christmas that's that's very true that's very true because uh, yeah that's true okay 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 but i did like the character of marty i did think he was funny and i do like um i did like when he like hit the guy upside the head with the umbrella i thought that was silly but yeah and the movie's good the movie's good it's very cute quick watch very silly jamie lee curtis is very i would say she's actually very funny i like her as an actress and i felt like she does such a good job in anything she's in same with tim allen i will say i don't watch as much tim allen as it it sounds like you do but it's very fun dan Aykroyd to me though was really like the most hilarious part of the movie yeah he was funny as the like dominating neighbor i thought he was great and also there's a part with marty i wanted to bring up where he starts singing with the, the oh the, yeah the, the fiance and it reminded me of miracle on 34th street when the little boy speaks a foreign language and then the Santa sits down and starts singing the song with him. So that reminded me of like totally the Miracle on 34th Street and like identifying him as Santa knowing all these different languages. And I totally see that because that's like supposed to be like part of the magic of Santa is that he can speak to anybody. And and I, you know what? I kind of blew past that scene in this movie because I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, they're singing now. But the joy. But I do see that that does really cement him as Santa. The same kind of logic is in. Did you ever see that movie Noel on Disney with uh, Anna Kendrick? No, we spoke about it, but I have not seen it. Oh, similar thing. She can speak to any child because Santa can speak to any child. And she's a descendant of Santa. It's cute. Uh, It's cute. I saw it once. It's cute. Watch it if you guys want. But I like that that is like lore that is Santa. Santa is universal and Santa is for everyone, no matter what language you speak. Yeah, I, um, I got to say, like I said, I liked the movie. I thought it was really well done. 
very like family oriented. It's cute. It has a lot of funny parts, especially when like Jamie Lee Curtis is chasing the ham down the road and it gets smushed by the um, the truck. She's like, no. Okay, that part was actually very funny because I was like, babe, you're chasing a thing of tinned ham. Like, I feel like we could just go to any other grocery store. And that's the other thing. What town, what city is it set in? Because it's set in a city because we see Tim Allen working in the big city. What city is it set in that they have one grocery store and the only thing this grocery store sells is tinned ham? Don't knock Tim Ham. I'm not knocking tinned ham. I'm just saying, like, you want to make a hickory honey ham. I feel like there's a zillion other ways besides this one oblong tin of it. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, nostalgic. Like I said, I grew up with these hams, so, like, I know what they were talking about. Like, I actually had a conversation with someone, and I said, yeah, we used to give hams at Christmas. And they're like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. I'm like, well, back then, it was, it was like, what you did. You brought it in, you gave it to the person, and it was easy to make. They just cut it. They didn't have to do anything. It was a gesture of kindness. Which makes sense, and I do love a good gesture of kindness, and I do appreciate all the sentiment that goes along with that it's just really the tinned ham (laughs) it felt very like spammy and then you look at the ham on the table and it does not look like it is not the same shape from the tin so i was like all right guys we're gonna make a big old deal about this tinned ham and then we're gonna have a fully formed ham it crazy literally crazy it was a miracle of christmas (laughs) the ham the the miracle shape-shifting ham oh my goodness but jamie lee curtis in that scene was very funny when the woman like knocks her over to like get the ham crazy like this tinned ham unlike it must be the best ham in the world and then she goes to more than one grocery store because we see chips small specialty market and we know there's a butcher there but then we see her in a much bigger commercialized almost like a market basket type market And it's like, okay, maybe you could go to Chip and talk to the butcher because he knows everything and you guys seem like best friends and he can help you get this ham. I don't know why I'm harping on the ham as such a plot point. I think it's because they made it such a plot point and then it didn't make any sense. Again, it's just supposed to be nostalgic and like something to laugh at because like nowadays no one buys this honey ham. So it's it's not something that people are like, oh my God, I still got to get honey ham. No one even knows what they are anymore. No, I know what honey-baked ham is because it's a store. I've seen that, but I don't think they come in tins. (laughs) But it's a very fun movie. Um, I would, it kind of did make me want to read the book because I feel like the book would obviously, as books do, explain a lot more than like what we're seeing in the film. Maybe a lot more about like Tim Allen, maybe a little bit more about Blair. Um, I would say like all the characters are pretty one note except for Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like she really is the heart of the movie because like you see her really like trying to hold like her place in the town together, her place within her family together, trying to assert herself with with her husband. One of my favorite parts is when she's like, we're doing Christmas. I got to put on my vest and she puts on like this insane Christmas vest. And I was like, queen, you are the mother of Christmas. Like, let's go. Yeah, there was a bunch of parts that I thought were really funny. Like when they finally get Frosty up on the roof and the guy gets stuck up there and he's like, I've been here this whole time. They took the ladder down. And, and he's like frozen solid. And he's like, oh my God, let me get you down. Come out of there. Like there's just little parts like Cheech Marion when they actually like have to stall to not bring her home because they're not ready yet. And then the burglar like gets in. And he's like, oh, go get him. And he has no intention of chasing me as his partner chasing him down. <laughs> 
I thought that part was so funny too because his partner was like, "Oh, I'm gonna like pretend like this is real. I'm gonna like put my hand on the gun, on my gun, and everything." And he's like, "All right, Terminator." Like, I w- I would love to know like what town they live in because like the co- it's small enough where the cops have a calendar, but then also big enough that they're near a city. It's just all very crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It's very funny though. It's very silly. Cheech Marin, as Ben was saying, is very funny in it. He's funny in everything he's in. I don't know. It w- It is a good cast of characters, and it did remind me a lot of Candy Cane Lane. Not in the sense of, like, story-wise, but, like, what does Christmas mean to you? And the t- pressures of small towns and roads? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, what I was saying is, like, for me, it shows, like, the fact that Christmas lost its luster. Like, we rush Christmas now. Like, basically, in September there was Christmas stuff out to buy. And like, for me, it was, it takes away from Christmas because it just feels forced. You're like, like, like automatically you're like right now it's what January. And we already have, we have Valentine's day stuff out. We have, I mean, it's just, everything's so rushed now that you can't, you can't savor it. You can't enjoy it. It's just, it's just so quick now. It is. And I think that is capitalism because everyone's just trying to make money and like, that's not what the holidays is about. The holidays the holidays can be about anything you want, but like the overarching themes is like it is about family and love and like connection and being with the people that are gifts to you. Because that's what it is. Cuz like human friendship and love, that's a gift. Not not everyone has that. So that's what we should be celebrating and cherishing, not these materialistic things. Um, but I do want to talk about the carolers because that caroler scene was very funny. So everyone is mad at the cranks for being should I say cranky and skipping Christmas and so the neighbors that we were talking about Walt and Bev they said that there's a caravan of carolers that come um and they send them to the cranks house to kind of annoy them because that now everyone's just lashing out at them and they see that the carolers see that there's no lights on the house and they ask all these questions like oh, do they celebrate Christmas? Are they Jewish? Are they Buddhist? Like, there's no decorations. We don't want to be a bother. Like, they're actually, it's the only time that it's, like, respected. Like, looking at them, it's, like, respected. Not this kind of, like, automatic assumption, like, oh, they're here living in this town on this street. Like, they have to celebrate Christmas. It's actually kind of the only time the film recognizes that Christmas isn't universal, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was because, like, all through the whole movie, they're like, you have to celebrate Christmas. You have to celebrate Christmas. You have to celebrate Christmas. And then they're sitting there and they're like, well, you don't have to celebrate Christmas. And from like carolers, from like people who like, it's like their actual literal job to celebrate Christmas. So I thought it was funny. And then they like terrorize the house and kind of like stalk the house. They show up in every window, every door that they're trying to get away. They sing one song repeatedly. Yeah. It's like very funny. It's very silly. And, I don't know. And that was funny. I was like, oh, well, this movie obviously, well, and in 2004, the pentatonics weren't a thing, but I was like, this movie doesn't have the budget like Candy Cane Lane. Where are the pentatonics? These are just some random singers. Granted, they were very good. I'm not knocking the singing of these carolers. It was very good. It was just really funny. And I thought it was funny that that time, that that was the only time that the film acknowledged that Christmas isn't universal. Kind of like in Whoville, but like with Whoville, it's different because this is a fantasy world. It's not like the real world. So maybe there is no other holidays besides Christmas. But it is interesting in most Christmas films that they don't recognize any other holiday. It is not the only winter holiday. Yeah, but if you think about it, Christmas is fantasy. I mean, uh, a fat guy in a red suit delivering presents to the world and 
like everybody's just like, oh, that's how it is, yay. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm sorry, anybody out there that's like, oh my god, what's he saying? But it's a fantasy. No, it is a it is a fantasy, but I mean, it's based in something. I mean, it is based in like Christian faith. Like, it's not. I mean, you could say that Christmas now is fully away from that and fully capitalistic, and I would fully agree. I mean, but I mean, Saint Nick was a ca- a Christian saint. Have you seen the holdovers? I love the holdovers, especially when he's at the bar and he says, "Listen." You're dressed wrong. If you were truly St. Nicholas, you'd be in robes and sandals. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, first of all, let's get on this tangent. Please, everybody, go see The Holdovers. It is one of the best movies I have seen this year. It is fantastic. Uh, ben is referencing Paul Giamatti's character and so funny. It, and it is this great story, again, about what does it mean to celebrate Christmas. And it does it in the most unpretentious way. And it really does show that it's about friendship. And please, 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 everybody go see The Holdovers. Please. Definitely thumbs up. Oh, my God. The better Christmas movie. If I knew, Ben, if I knew you had seen it, we would have been covering that. Well, maybe, maybe we'll cover it later because... It is fantastic. Um, I do hope we are right around Oscar season, um, award season. Everything's about to get announced. Um, I do hope that script or that film does get nominated because uh, there are some phenomenal performances. The number one that comes to my mind is the woman who played the cook. Tragic story. To the point where her acting was so good. Spoilies, I thought she did lose a kid. Like her acting was insane. That kitchen scene, insane. 100% 100% agree. I thought it was a great movie. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, one of the best Christmas movies I have seen in an incredibly long time. Tonally, very different from Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks is very silly, very fun, very very lighthearted. The Holdovers is not. No, it's got some tragic aspects to it, but it is really worth watching. Oh, absolutely. Please watch it. I believe it's on Peacock now. Yes, it is. Oh, ho, ho. Maybe we should be sponsored by Peacock. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so Christmas with the Cranks is rounding out our holiday season. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, ben and I, we are only human, but we do try to push out and record as much as possible for you guys. We do it for you. We love the community that we're building. We love that you guys are still listening. We love that we have... I don't know how many suggestions we have that we have to go through, um, but we're really excited to still do this. We're really excited that you guys are still part of it with us. And all I can say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you hit that follow button. Subscribe to us. Like you got to be, you got to be part of the family. You got to hit that subscribe button. So we know who you are. And then when we do contests and fun stuff, you'll be a part of it. So hit that subscribe. Exactly. And um, we have some fun episodes coming up. We're going to try to work through this list as much as possible. Like I said, um, if we were aliens, it would be better. We would be able or AI, we would just be able to consume everything. And unfortunately, we cannot. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting. um, And catch us next time on What's Happening.